And then there's so much power once you believe that what you do is valuable because once you believe what you do is valuable, then you start to believe that you are deserving and worthy of abundance, that you are deserving and worthy of getting paid for what you do, which is why I, you know... You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it! What's up, gang stars? It's your girl, Devana, and this week I want to talk to you about imposter syndrome. Yes, this is something that some of you listening may already know that you're going through, um, and some of you listening may not think that you're going to or won't admit to it, but this is something that everybody actually experiences and goes through. So what exactly is imposter syndrome? Well, according to the definition that popped up when I googled it, it's the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. It's basically just like that voice in your mind that always tells you, man, I would appreciate it if you would just stop doing what you're doing, if you would stop pursuing your goals and your dreams. Um, And it's like shouting at you in there, you know, telling you to stop sharing your art because it's not good enough. Stop drawing, stop creating, stop doing this business, stop working with clients because you are just one big fraud. That's what imposter syndrome is telling you inside of your head. And, you know, and if you keep doing this, if you keep posting your work, if you keep sharing yourself with the world, everyone's going to see you and they're going to call you out and tell you how big of an imposter you are and how fake you are and how you shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that. It's really just this foggy, dark cloud of anxiety and caring too much about what other people are thinking about you. And it's that voice that's telling you to not go out there and pursue your goals and your dreams and to not create and not to serve others. And it's probably the number one reason why many people in the world don't go after the dreams, why many people in the world don't step outside of their comfort zone, and why people don't pursue the God-given talents that they have been given because they have all these thoughts and suffer from imposter syndrome. This is something that I go through often, and this was something that was really, you know, detrimental to me um, when I was younger and in college. If you listened to my last episode, I shared with you my story of how I got to where I am today, my creative journey, and how how I became a full-time entrepreneur. And so in that story, I talk about how I went to college um, for graphic design, like my whole life, I wanted to be a graphic designer and be the best one in the world or whatever. Like I taught myself how to create a website um, from fourth grade up through grade school. Um, I was learning how to do graphic design and all that stuff. So graphic design like was my thing that I knew and was confident in and I knew that I was good at because that's what I focused on pretty much all my life up until college. Um, And so when I ended up taking, you know, switching my major or concentration of my major to drawing and design and I had to take a painting class and I had decided in that painting class that I wanted to pursue painting and make that my career instead, I definitely 
um, had imposter syndrome because one, who am I to be a great painter when my whole life I spent it training to be, you know, a graphic designer? Who am I to be a great painter that can sell artwork that are, and create artwork that people would want to buy? Um, since I literally started later than everybody around me in this class, I just felt like I was just not you know, worthy or deserving of it because I was sitting in this class and I just felt everybody around me was all artsy fartsy from a traditional sense. They probably all had traditional education, which is kind of funny looking back at because the college is like traditional education and I was getting that um, at that time, but I just felt like because I wasn't there yet or I didn't know what I was doing fully that, you know, I was an imposter and... It was something that I had to work through and get through. Um, there's a different way of looking at imposter syndrome. Um, and the way that I like to look at it is really just a sign of you being brave. It's you breaking outside of your comfort zone. It's you embracing your weaknesses. It's you growing. It's you taking that risk, taking that jump, doing something that scares you, something that, you know, pushes you. In that moment, that imposter syndrome comes into your being and in your soul. You're really challenging yourself in what you believe you can and that you can't do. And you are also making the decision to just ignore and stop worrying about other people's judgments. Instead, you can choose to do what you want to do and just continue to make the art that you want to make. I know that's easier said than done, which is why I have several points that I want to share with you that should help you deal and get through imposter syndrome. Anytime you feel those thoughts or feel that lump in your chest, think about these points that I am about to share with you. If you want to stop going through and having imposter syndrome, you have to up-level your mindset. You, yourself, you have to believe that you deserve success, that you deserve well-being, that you deserve prosperity, and that you deserve abundance. You have to believe that your work is good enough because no matter how many other people tell you that your work is awesome, what you do is amazing, you're helping so many people, you help me do X, Y, and Z, it's not going to matter until you believe that everything that they're saying is true. This is where you have to take the initiative to actually work on yourself and do self-development. Go to a bookstore or look up on Amazon, look under the self-development category and there's tons and tons of books and audiobooks that you can listen to to help get your mindset right so you can build that confidence and really work on those things within yourself to help limit those chances of you feeling like an imposter. Two of my most favorite books, and I probably mentioned this on a past episode, two of my most favorite books that you should get if you're not really sure where to start is You Are a Badass, and then You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, because those two books are just amazing at helping you believe that you are a badass, and to not feel like an imposter, you really do have to believe that you are a badass. 
Um, and so You Are a Badass really talks more about you and yourself, um, the personal development side. And then You Are a Badass at Making Money is a book that really helps you navigate through your um, misconceptions about money and helping you attract abundance and helping you, it helps you look at money in a different light, which in return will help you feel more deserving and worthy of that type of abundance. And honestly, many nights um, when I go to sleep, I always listen to an audiobook on Audible. And when I finish a book and I don't have time to like look for a new book, usually You Are a Badass at Making Money or You Are a Badass or the other book I had brought up in the past episode, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Those three books are usually playing um, if I don't have any books or if I finish a book. So that's how good they are. And they're so helpful and just really good ass books to get your mindset right. Another thing to help with your mindset is just waking up every day saying affirmations to yourself. So I know it sounds cheesy if this isn't something you've ever done before, but whether it's having sticky notes or just waking up and you opening your notepad to a list of affirmations that you can read out loud or to yourself, um, saying positive things to help boost your mindset, things like, you know, saying, I am worthy, I deserve success, I deserve well-being, I deserve prosperity, I deserve to have collectors who buy and love my artwork. I deserve to put on an amazing show for an audience to love and want to watch more of. I mean, you want to create statements for yourself and create positive daily affirmations for yourself to help you get in the right mindset. And those affirmations will help knock that imposter syndrome out of the way. And then another thing that can help with this is also keeping record of any positive comments or testimonials that you have. So say, you know, you post a picture of your work and somebody, a bunch of people comment, it doesn't even have to be a bunch of people. One person comments and says, wow, like this is so amazing. This really, you know, made me feel like this or this touched me in this way or man, you should be anything positive that makes you feel good when you read it. You should screenshot it and put it in a folder in your Dropbox or Google Drive. If you have a client or a customer and they write a testimonial or review for you, um, definitely screenshot that, save that, put that in the folder too. And if you don't have any testimonials or reviews and you currently have people who have bought from you or have worked with you, you should definitely reach out to them and ask for a testimonial or review of some sort um, because it's going to be good for your business and you can add it to your folder of positive things to, that's going to help with your mindset. Also, you guys, you need to own your title. If you're an artist, say I'm an artist. If you're a dancer, say I'm a dancer. If you're a designer, say I'm a designer. If you're a musician, say I'm a musician. I'm a rapper. I'm a singer. Don't say I'm an aspiring or soon to be or fill in the blank artist, whatever that is. You are what you are. If you're a creator, you are a creator. There's no like book definition that makes you more or less official than the other creator or other artist or other musician next to you. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own story. Everyone does different things within their business and everybody creates differently. So just because John down the street does this, this, and this, and you look at him as this amazing successful painter, doesn't mean that you're not a painter just because you haven't done X, Y, and Z. If you paint, 
you paint. Again, if you draw, you draw. If you're a musician, you're a musician. You have to own it. And when you own it, you can gain the confidence and the ability to step into becoming who you want to be and stepping away from feeling like an imposter. The second point I want to make when it comes to dealing with imposter syndrome is that there is the difference between your success and the success of your work. And I say this because, you know, a lot of times we associate the success of our work with ourselves internally, individually, as our identity. So if I were to like paint something and think that that painting sucks, I can say, oh, this painting sucks, and then automatically think, wow, now I suck. And this is really bad um, for your mindset and for your well-being and definitely doesn't help with dealing with imposter syndrome. Just because I screw up a painting doesn't mean that I'm now a terrible painter. It's really easy to think that because as gangstar creatives, working creatives, we see our art as a reflection of ourselves, which usually is a good thing. Um, you know, I see my art as a way to express myself and share my viewpoints and my voice and my creativity with the world, but I can never let a simple mistake define who I am completely because you know what? You're gonna screw up. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna paint stuff and create stuff that sucks, but that doesn't mean that you suck. It means that you tried something new. You attempted to get better, you tried to grow, it means you stretched yourself and stepped outside of your comfort zone. You know, you're also going to have days where you may not paint or create at all, um, but this doesn't mean that you're a failure either. It just means that you weren't inspired or you didn't have, you know, those creative juices flowing. You needed to take a break when you needed to. It means you were doing something important like hanging out with your family or living your life, but it doesn't make you an imposter. It just makes you a human being. But when you don't take those chances and when you don't step outside your comfort zone, then and only then is when you're letting the imposter syndrome win. I'm sure when Beyonce is in the studio singing and recording her songs and she misses a note, which I know some of you may think that's hard to believe, when she misses a note, that doesn't mean that there's not tons of people who still think that she's the greatest singer, artist, musician of all time. And neither does that affect her in believing that she's one of the greatest artists out there. And even if she thinks she's going to mess up or if she feels some sort of imposter syndrome going on, that is not going to stop her from creating music. She's going to keep going and then that's what makes her great. That's what makes people want to love her and want to buy from her and want to appreciate and love her artwork. Another point that I want to make when it comes to imposter syndrome is what you do is valuable and that is a fact. And this is because everything is subjective. There's going to be people who don't like your work and then there's going to be someone out there that thinks what you do is valuable and that they love your work. You know, what's valuable to you may not be valuable to me and what's expensive to me may not be expensive to you either. What makes something valuable is if one, you believe it yourself, that you believe your talents and your gifts and the way you're helping others is valuable. That is what makes it valuable. And then also when you have other people saying that they love what you do or that, you know, you doing X, Y, and Z is helping them do X, Y, and Z, that makes it valuable too. There's really nothing else 
that could happen or nothing else that anyone can say to get you to know and believe that it's valuable other than you believing it yourself and other people actually telling you to. And then there's so much power once you believe that what you do is valuable because once you believe what you do is valuable, then you start to believe that you are deserving and worthy of abundance, that you are deserving and worthy of getting paid for what you do, which is why I, you know, created Gangstar Creative because I want you Gangstar Creatives to feel worthy, to know that you're worthy and to get paid for what you do. There's absolutely nothing wrong for getting money for the talent and work that you do. And in fact, there's nobody else in the world that does what you do the way that you do it, which is why it makes it even more valuable and arguably priceless. You know, my husband, he offers these VIP days, which is basically someone coming in to San Diego and my husband spends a whole day with them from like 10 to 5 p.m. and he helps and consults them on their business and their branding, um, takes them out to lunch, sometimes hangs out with them afterwards. And guess what the investment for a VIP day with him is? It's three to $5,000 to spend a day with him. Now, some people can look at that and say, yo, you is wildin', you is crazy. I am not paying three to 5K to spend a day with somebody. Or you can look at those other people that are struggling in their business, really don't want to go forward making any mistakes, wants to reach their goals and grow their business faster than ever. So they want to tap into my husband's knowledge and invest in themselves in their business and invest three to 5k in spending a day with the person that's going to help them get there the fastest and help them reach their goals. And that in return is valuable to them. So like I said, it's very subjective what people think is valuable and what they think is awesome or amazing. You know, I have a couple friends and they're like my bougie friends, I like to say. And I remember them telling us that they went to some foot doctor and they got these custom like inserts for like over a thousand dollars just so that their feet like sit in their shoes right or something, which I can say like if you have a really bad problem with your foot, I could see, you know, investing over a 1k for that. But in my mind, I was just like, think I would pay that for that but they would because they see the value in that and obviously this doctor sells these things um, not just to them but to other people so there's other people who think there's value in that hey gang stars sorry to interrupt but if you're enjoying this episode so far stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts if you're a true gang star and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do you're gonna want to take a few seconds to do this now Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in, hit that pause button and share it now. Hello, what are you waiting for? <laughs> All right, thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show. We have these friends who just moved to Texas and they packed everything up and left today and he was sharing on his Insta story how he wanted to get this plumbing issue fixed on the house before he left and so he was like calling around, calling around all day got a hold of a plumber and he was they were going back and forth and finally he made it out there and literally he came in and like twisted a knob and the problem was fixed and my, our friend was like really down to pay whatever to get it fixed because he was moving wanted to get it done needed it done right away and was willing to pay really whatever amount it took 
but the expert and the guy, the plumber that came to fix it was just like, you know, I'll just do this for free. So maybe it was a gift to them. Or maybe it was somebody who was an expert who just felt like because it only took little of their time, it meant that it wasn't worth any money or valuable. And this is something that I feel like a lot of creatives struggle with, that if you do something really fast or do something that felt like it was no effort to you, which nine times out of 10, it's not going to feel like effort to you because you are the person that is skilled with these creative talents and skill sets you're going to feel like you shouldn't charge or that you shouldn't get money for what you're doing when this is the exact reason why you should be getting paid for what you do because you are the one that has the skill set and expertise that the other person doesn't and they need what you have to offer and people are willing to pay for that and you worked hard practicing making mistakes you know maybe getting paying for education to get and acquire this skill set so just because you do something in a short amount of time doesn't mean that you are not worthy or that you should not charge for what you do if anything this is more of a reason why you should be getting money and why you should believe that you deserve to get money for what you do So like I said, everything is subjective, which is why what you do is valuable. And yes, there's going to be people who don't think what you do is valuable. And that's okay because they don't matter. Who does matter is you thinking that you're valuable and all the other people that think you're valuable. So don't let those people who that don't think you're valuable ruin, you know, everything that you have going for you. And don't let those other people who don't believe you're valuable or what you do is valuable let you think that you're an imposter or some sort of fraud and if you're doing that you're definitely doing a disservice to yourself to your family and to your friends and everybody around you because the world is deserving of all the things that you have to offer and if you're gonna let the imposter syndrome sink into your brain and stop you from doing that then you are doing a disservice another example that actually popped into my head too was when my husband was talking to his mom today, she was telling him that he should be eating apples. And my husband was saying how he didn't like eating apples because he just liked them better sliced. And I'm the same way too. Like I don't really care to buy apples, but I will buy sliced apples because I feel like they taste better that way. I don't know what it is. Um, But if I were in the grocery store and I were to see, you know, a package of sliced apples for $5, but the one apple that makes up that package was $1, I would totally pay the $5 for the sliced apples because I find that valuable to me and my liking. So like I said, everything is subjective. What you do is valuable. That's a fact. There's no one truth about what is, what isn't valuable. So keep doing you, boo. And the last point that I want to make in regards to dealing with imposter syndrome is to stop worrying about getting more education and to actually start getting experience. And so what I mean by this is, you know, stop worrying about getting that extra certificate or the extra degree or certification or class or workshop or webinar or whatever. These things obviously are necessary to grow and learn and be more skillful, but the success around your business and the success that you're going to feel good about yourself when it comes to achieving your goals and achieving your dreams, that success comes from actual experience, actually stepping out there and taking action and doing things related to what you want to do. 
actually stepping outside your comfort zone and being okay with falling on your face and making a mistake um, because it's the experience that's going to make you better in the long run more than the education you know when we hire people um, to join our team for the branding company we never look at the education section. Um, I'm typically the one that's in charge of the hiring and looking at applications and stuff. And I literally just skim over that because I want to see what your work looks like. And I want to see the answers that you put on the application on, you know, whether you're a good fit for the company. I don't really care if you got certificates or if you went to XYZ school because at the end of the day, the experience is what matters to me. If you didn't have a degree, but you've spent five years, you know, doing XYZ freelancing or working for this company or helping someone do this or whatever, like that's what I want to see because the person that has experience knows how to navigate challenges. They know how to pivot. They know how to take initiative. This person is more of a fit because a lot of, you know, education isn't really the education that's needed in the workplace um, and out there in the real world. When we started the branding company, we knew nothing about starting an agency. Did we feel like we had imposter syndrome definitely in the beginning. I mean, I had a little bit of experience because I had a graphic design background, but my husband had an IT background and had nothing, no prior knowledge um, as in regards to branding or creating a branding agency. But that did that stop us from creating brands for people? Nope. We just dove right in, educated ourselves with research and books and things and all of that, and we just got our first client. And we did the work. And when we did the work, we would reevaluate and say, hey, this was great. Hey, this was bad. We should do this next time. Or maybe we need to, you know, increase our prices because we did a lot more work than what we felt um, we were paid for. And so you just keep going. But we would have never known that or never really would have gotten to our $20,000 package that we have now um, if we would have just relied on just reading the books and just relied on getting an education or some certification or degree or whatever. If we just relied on that, we wouldn't, you know, have the company that we have now. We wouldn't have been able to help as many entrepreneurs as we've had with their brands now. We worried more about getting that experience. And with experience, you know, you get to learn and you get to grow. And that's really what matters most. The education alone is not going to help you succeed. The education combined with experience and actually stepping out there and doing it, that's what's going to help you succeed. Some people say, you know, the most biggest fear in the world is speaking on stage, like doing public speaking. And so I know for me, when I started to speak on stages, I was definitely nervous, but not as nervous as most people. But I could have said, oh, I need to, you know, learn more about public speaking. I need to practice more. I need to go to more Toastmasters. I need to do X, Y, and Z. But honestly, what helped me the most was actually getting up on a stage and speaking to people, you know, in a room. Um, and it's if I didn't actually have the opportunity to speak on stages, then I'd probably still be hiding behind my excuses of, I need to do this, I need to do this, and I need to do this. So don't let, you know, the education behind what you're doing be an excuse to not actually go out there and do it. 
I've learned over time, especially, you know, doing art artwork, um, like I said before, you know, my background was graph design, I switched to painting, and I've, you know, dealt with, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome throughout my career because I feel like there's so many people out there that, you know, have done this for so much longer than I have or do it better than I have. But I know for me, the more that I've painted, the more that I worked with clients and collectors, the more that I painted murals, the more I felt more confident in myself. And that type of hands-on in the real, in the world experience is what really helps me break out of that imposter syndrome. When I painted um, uh, my biggest project of murals where I painted 16 walls in 30 days in this big advertising agency in downtown San Diego, I had honestly never really painted any murals before that. And here I am painting a whole office, 16 walls in a short period of time. Um, I could have just been like, oh, I need to, you know, get more educated. I need to get a little bit more experience, um, like on a smaller scale, or I just need to hand this off and recommend and refer this project to another artist. But no, I stepped in and I went after it and I learned so much throughout those 30 days um, painting those murals. And one of the things that I learned the most out of that experience was really that I can actually do this. It wasn't really as bad as I thought it was going to be. Were there challenges? Yes. Did I have to figure out and do things that I didn't think that I was going to have to do? Yes. But because of those challenges, I was able to learn and grow and take those with me onto the next project. I know when we work with clients who are like in the health and fitness industry or even for ourselves, like we don't care if our the trainer or the person um, that's in the industry has certificates or some sort of nutrition and science background. All we care about is the results and the actual experience they have with their clients. Uh, the Billion Dollar Body, which is one of our most um, successful brands that we helped create, they went from like a nobody to a somebody who became a million dollar company helping, you know, men with their health and their fitness and their relationships and their business. Um, and they didn't do that just from being educated. They did that from actually stepping into who they wanted to become, stepping into their brand and getting that experience. And their clients didn't care if they had any certifications or whatever. They just cared about his story, his before and his after, and how he's helped other men in their journey. Um, and he's like a short guy that wasn't like super buff or anything that you typically see on like the fitness Instagram pages, but he, you know, was able to charge $7,500 for a six-month like health coaching package when we first launched their brand. Um, so it's really all about the experience and people value that experience more than they do the certifications and the degrees in the education. You know, you have to actively put yourself out there and get the experience and get the evidence, you know, the testimonials, the before and afters, the portfolio. You have to get that so that you can do the work and produce actual results. And when you produce actual results, that is going to prove to that scared, uncertain part of you that you are good enough and that you are worth that much and you are deserving of success and of abundance. And if you don't go out there and you don't make an offer to you know, your client or collector, if you don't go out there and claim that job, someone else will. 
Someone else will put their artwork and sell it online. Somebody else will create their brand. Somebody else will go after their dreams and their goals. And it might be somebody who doesn't care as much. And it might be somebody who isn't as committed as you are. And it might be someone who won't deliver the same quality of results that you can. Um, And I'm pretty sure you don't want that. And so the world needs you. The world needs somebody who is committed, somebody who will deliver amazing results and who does actually care. I mean, let's be honest. We're all faking it to some extent. No one really knows what they're doing. Honestly, just think about it. Most business owners don't really know what they're doing. This, the experience is what makes them more confident in what they're doing, but no one really knows like everything that they're doing. And so one quote that I want to leave you with in, in relation to this point um, by Socrates is that the only thing I know for sure is that I know nothing for sure. And if that ain't the damn truth, you know, imposter syndrome is something that eats us all up and can stop us from really doing amazing things. And I'm sure you can stop and think about all the things that you may have put on the back burner because of imposter syndrome and because of these fears and these thoughts and these limiting beliefs. And think about if you would have just pushed that imposter syndrome to the side and actually went after it or you know, went after it sooner. If you're already going after it right now, just imagine if you went after it sooner and you didn't let the imposter syndrome sink in and stop you from going after what you want. So the next time you feel that sinking in and you feel that fear in your chest from imposter syndrome, think about this episode, come back to it, save it, and listen to it again so you can get through it You know, like I said, we're all in this together. We all go through it. We're all faking it to some extent and no one really knows what they're doing and that's okay. But what's not okay is not doing anything at all. So go out there, get some experience, kick those beliefs to the side, work on your mindset, letting you know that you are worth it. You are worthy of all the things in the world you are deserving and you're definitely definitely worthy of making money doing what you love and doing what you're good at if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe listen to a couple more episodes and share it with a fellow gangstar creative i would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of and as a thank you for leaving me a review i'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a gangstar brand pdf and five ways to boost your online sales pdf Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.